Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. Write it like you stole it, drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah, back in. Uh-huh. Studio Kitchen Colorado, The Modern Eater Show continues with Chef Kerry Barron. We're going to do some uh, chicken demo, how to break down a chicken. And uh, yeah, Tonalis. Yeah. Christopher Sanchez is here with us as well with yeah, Kerry hey, Barron. Good to see you. Evening. Thanks for having me. I love hearing that. First of all, uh, this chicken, I, I'm reading about it. This is everything I like in a chicken. I call those places, those mass manufacturing plant chicken kicking plants because that's ha- truly how they treat their chickens they're kicking them around and it's terrible breaks your heart carrie it's terrible doesn't i know yeah. factory farming yeah well can you keep a chicken like this economical for a chef like carrie who needs as far as supply or as far as just the quality of the product i would say both ways so yeah because i think it's a dual i mean i think being able to source for a big chef like this mm-hmm. you've got to be able to keep up with their demand but right. also keep it at a price point that works for her guests. So let me give you some numbers. So on, do you know on the daily average how many chickens are killed in the United States? I want to know that. All of them. Hold that one. How, how many yeah. are killed a day in the United States? Can you hang on to that one? Yeah. It's I insane. want people to this think is, about that one because so, I was trying to add up. Well, think about it. Think about hang on, this. Hang though. on a second, Christopher. I was trying to add that up of like what we're doing, eat, consuming chicken-wise worldwide. It's got to be enormous numbers, and, and Christopher's going to tell us that. But I don't want to do the uh, the horse before or the buggy before the horse. First of all, tell us what you do, Christopher, and and who you're with. All right, thank you. Well, I'm with Tonali's Meats. Thank you. We are a family-owned and operated wholesale meat distribution facility in Denver, Colorado. Um, company's been around for 56 years. I'm the only part of the company that's really not directly related to family, even though they treat me like family, which is great. Um, company's been around, like I said, for 56 years, started by their grandfather. Grandfather passed away, father took over, and then daughter's still in the company and the son, so it's been kind of going down the family line. Um, so with that, we try to do our best on providing really good quality proteins and products like that for the chefs of Denver and trying to just work with a lot of really, really good companies that we can stand behind as well. So. Sourcing is a big thing for your company. It's a very big thing. You know, but then also, like, people got to remember, too, that not every single farm is like what these people do. There's still farms out there that have to feed the masses of the world. Otherwise, we're all going to go hungry. So, But we, we do but, our best. But is that true? Boy, I could do an hour on that. Yeah, is that true? I mean, because community-wise, we can, we can hunker down. But I, I know that mass just distribution model that's there. So now we will go to where Brian wanted to go immediately to the good stuff. <laughs> How many chickens? I'm like, let's dive into the meat. Yeah. How many chickens are killed? In a year, in the U- or in a day. A day? A day? Well, wait, Not- though. First, oh, we wait, should tell guess. people Everybody how many. Guess. Well, let's give them t- t- tidbits here. How many average chicken do people eat every day Ooh. or uh, in a year? Do you know that figure? I know how many in the world are slaughtered in a year throughout the entire world. But oh. how many are consumed on a, in a day? I, can't, I mean, everyone eats something different every day. Well, how, how, gentlemen, how many chickens do yeah. you eat a day? Well, no, I go. You know, I'm on a chicken diet, so I'm almost eating everyday chicken. It's, you eat, have, what, a half a chicken, a quarter chicken, a leg? I would say a quarter to a half every day. Okay. As crazy I as it is. I think most Americans eat one chicken a week. One whole Total. chicken. Yeah. Like, no, how probably. many chickens do you eat a day? A day? Nobody eats one chicken a day. I This guy oh. could. You eat a whole chicken a day? Sauce? Well, I, <laughs> but that's not a daily day. But I, I, I taste. I mean, we cook them all night long, so I have to taste mm-hmm. them. So. But doesn't add up to a whole chicken. No, maybe like an eighth. And you're an exception. 
Probably. Because you're in the probably. kitchen all probably. day long. And I like them. But I think most <laughs> Americans probably eat one chicken a week. Cumulative. Okay. I think that's a good guess. Uh, a good one, guess. one chicken would last. So how many seven. Americans are there? Oh God! <laughs> well, how many how many people year. are in the world, right? No, we're doing so seven point six five billion we're people. Just, we're right? just right? Good old right? USA. Yeah. What do we got? <laughs> I think it's five hundred million a day. Well, no, no, I think it's five hundred million in the U.S. So I'll take that and the math seven into that. So I'm here's my guess that there is a two million chickens slaughtered in the U.S. every day. For consumption, it's higher. It's higher than yes. higher. Yes, it's nine, <laughs> that's what it's nine million. It's yeah. nine. Nine million chickens. We're some chicken a, a day. <laughs> a day. So do some a fast day. math on that. Three hundred and sixty-five uh, days a year, Greg. Come on, nine times. We're going to get emails like, Greg, you don't know how to count or math. <laughs> that's a lot. I know that's a lot of chickens. In, in the in the world last year, it hit two hundred and seventy-five billion wow. chickens. Yep, in that's where year. I was going. With it, because if you think that there's 7.65 billion people in the world, uh-huh. and then you multiply that times how many are you going to eat in a year? But hello, that's a big number. It's not the most number. consumed protein worldwide, though, is it? It's number. I think it was number three or number four, yeah. just because seafood and pork, and then also we don't eat a lot of goat in the United States. I so thought goat, goat was number one in worldwide. Seafood, seafood probably be seafood. Goat. Yeah. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seafood. But goat's probably number two, right? Yep. Which amazes me because we barely eat goat or me. You know, we put we put so goat on the menu at Bardo and it was crickets. Really? Like, oh, and it's so sad. It's but lamb, so delicious, and it was like you know responsible, and I only had one bad day, like the perfect goat, and it was, we we made it. We'll just awesome call it. Shit. We'll call it lamb's cousin, and then just not call it goat. <laughs> <laughs> People can handle lamb, but goats, they're not quite there. And then I don't know how they make money off of chicken. That's totally a sidebar. But you go into and you go like what? There seems like there's $10 in feed for a chicken in its lifetime. And then all the other things through manufacturing and processing and yeah. getting it to market. Where's the margins in I chicken? I have a question, Christopher. How long does it take from when an egg is hatched to to this wog? Yeah, Wait, so, well, what's a wog, first so of all? The, the wog is just the term that they use for a processed chicken. Also, it can be used as a broiler is another term that's used. So you have wog and broiler. Well, um, it's wing on... Got it. Gutted. Uh-huh. Yep, there is with the uh, the abbreviation, right? right. Wing, wing on gutted. Right. Yep. So with this, what also makes this chicken so different is that your typical bird broiler wog, by the time it's done, it's only lived for about 42 to 46 days. How long? That's, that's how quickly they've produced. These chickens are slow growing, which is a number one important factor because since it's slow growing, it has the time to actually mature properly, yeah. skeletal structure, muscle structure, bone structure, healthier immune system, healthier organ health, heavier, healthier everything all the way around. So these birds are anywhere between 55 to 65 days. And the reason why that there's a 10 different uh, day gap is yep. because the smaller birds are going to be the little hens, and those ones are about 2.5 to 3 pounds when they're done. And then the roosters, like we have here, this is a rooster, so this one's 3.5 to 4 pounds when it's done. So that's where it needs the extra couple days to get to that mature weight. So these these guys are hanging out, playing dominoes. You got it. You know, <laughs> harassing him. But, that's a, but you guys, in the big picture, that's a short time. 60 days. I can grow a whole head of romaine in 60 days. Exactly. So that's not a lot to raise a chicken. No. I mean, I would have thought you would have said six months. So, so think about it from this perspective, too. For the amount it takes you to grow that head of lettuce, companies are able to mass produce and pump feed into a commodity chicken that you're consuming in under 42 to 46 days. 
And then you'll, you'll see you'll see an issue. Um, I don't have a, a picture of it with me, but there's also an issue where you'll see when uh, chickens with their breasts, with these breasts especially, the, the muscle fibers are extremely fine. There's multiple, multiple muscle fibers, so that makes for a tender chicken. On the bigger produced chickens, the muscle fibers are really thick. And so that makes a tougher breast, right? So when their wings go up and down, they exercise the breast muscle, and that helps in that uh, part of the genetics, right? When it doesn't do that, then you start to see things like tumors in the breasts. You get what's called like the woody breast issue where the chicken's really tough. It's really yeah. rubbery. Like when you go to the store yeah. and you see that stuffed chicken breast and it weighs six pounds, yeah. it shouldn't weigh six pounds. Oh. So it's just it's, it's, it's been fed so quickly. It and then makes the, you not want to eat it. Then, but then you look, you seek these things out, and you feel better about it, and the quality, it tastes better. Right. But these responsibly grown chickens and brought to harvest, you can't help but think a happy chicken is going to yield a better meat because of the hormones and, and going to, to, to harvest, it, it, it's just terrible, right? I mean, the trauma that a chicken goes through in one of those mass production right. plants can't taste good in the meat. No. And one of the things that you notice right away with these is there's a nice yellow hue on all of these chickens, on all the skin. And that is just an extremely healthy, healthy bird. When you go and you buy a bird at the store normally, they've been uh, water-cooled, they've been waterlogged, so there's a percentage of water in the chicken, and then the skin is almost like a really opaque white. Can you do 30 seconds on that, air-chilled versus that? So air-chilled is when the bird is just being chilled naturally through really cold circulated air through the whole carcass. And then when you do water-chilling, you're speeding up the process because there's so much volume that they're taking the chicken once it's being cleaned and they're dipping it in water to cool it down. And then they're doing that multiple times. So then what happens is over a period of time, even though they're still hung and they're dried, it's not for the entirety of the chicken's cycle before it's packaged. So then that's why sometimes you'll see on a package may contain up to like 3.5 or 6% water. That's wise because you see the chicken going through water chilling tanks. Christopher Sanchez dropping yeah, knowledge. Bomb. I know, and I got a question behind that, that, but we got to go to break, man. But when so we come back, uh, got a question up. We'll break, come back. Yeah. We are going to butcher these chickens down. Carrie, take it away. What we're going to see in this next segment, though. Uh, well, we are going to. Christopher doesn't know the cut. We're going to spring on him here in a minute. So Blake and I are going to walk him through it, and then we're going to cook and eat one of these delicious little birds. I love that. What chef charcuterie with uh, Carrie Baird, or well, I guess cutting. Your I mean, it might be lessons. the hardest, yeah. the hardest thing ever. Like, Blake, describe how to break a chicken over the radio. <laughs> <laughs> do it really fast and get a lot of them done. <laughs> You've got That's 20 right. to do today. Now, yeah. I, I'm a guy who does a full chicken a week. I actually buy the full chicken. Uh, do you, and, do you, you buy a raw chicken or a rotisserie? I buy a raw chi- chicken. Good for you. Yeah, how do you season it? I, you want to hear this? Okay. So I lift up the skin. Right. Make sure I get under the breast, lift up the skin. I get some paprika in there. I get I, I get the uh, minced garlic already mm-hmm. done. Put that. You in buy there minced well. garlic? I'm sorry, but yeah. Friendship terminated. A Z. Hey, better than it was just the powdered garlic. I mean, oh, at least I'm going that far. So, and I'm getting a little bit of oil on top of this. And I'm getting salt, and I'm getting pepper in there. The pa- paprika is the number one thing for me. And then I put a little bit of mustard powder in there. That's Yum. my secret thing. I love mustard. And then I make sure the outside and the inside because I want that chicharron tasting delicious when I'm mm. done. That skin. But sometimes it's anticlimactic that you pull that skin off and then you've left your breast naked and it has no seasoning. Nope. So I'm going to make sure that that's seasoned up as well. It's like, it's like an hors d'oeuvre, the skin. But it goes through a few meals. <laughs> it's course one. It goes through a few meals from tacos one night into sandwiches the next day and then using the carcass and throw it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, if that's you're doing one a week, you should have a big 
bowl of chicken soup for everybody every Saturday night. I probably live, so should. All right, we've better gone over it. time. We're going to come back. We're going to do some butchery. This is cool. Denali's is here with us. And Christopher Sanchez. Of course, Blake Edmonds and Carrie Baird. All's well in the world. We're going to do a lot of booze in the next hour. So stand by for that. In Studio Kitchen, Colorado, off to the Little Rich Corner, which Carrie Baird loves. We're going to have to have Carrie do a thing to introduce the Little Rich Corner every time it happens. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. All right, there he is, Little Rich, Little Rich Corner. We'll take a break. Come right back on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Thank you, Greg. I, I'm back with Steve. I, I did a rare thing. I brought Steve back on. Usually I just have people on in the corner for just once during the show. But you had so many people over there, and there's so many different bottles. I had to bring them back. It, it, and look at this. So now it's it's... Applejack? Is that correct? Applejack? So it's Applejack. So what this is, it is a Colorado apple brandy. It's a single pass through a small copper still. Then we lightly oak it. We put it in a bottle. Really simple. Great ingredients. All Colorado ingredients. And what I like doing with this is I like taking two ounces of this, an ounce of Torino-style vermouth, a few dashes of bitters, stirred, served up with a proper cherry. Colorado Applejack Manhattan simply wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I'm afraid if I start drinking this, I'm going to start talking into this like it's the microphone. This is 40 proof? That's 40 proof. Holy cow. That's uh, that's lightning in a bottle right there, baby. <laughs> well, he'll be on the table to talk more about it. We'll be back in just a few. Congratulations. These are some great products. Thank you very much. We've got some words from our sponsors coming up. Gluten-free things. Gluten-free things at Colorado Mills. We'll be back. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. 
Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Soul Barbecue. Coming back. So that's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Welcome back to Kicking It with Carrie. Your NPR show. Kicking it in Carrie's corner. Um, <laughs> this is where we talk about food, love, life, culture, and most of all, advice. If you have... Yes. Any, anything you need, I'm here. Can we open the lines? Yeah. Well, we got... Here's a couple comments. Erica Hartman. We love you, Carrie and Blake. Oh, Erica. You guys and your food are amazing. Denver and Colorado is lucky to have your town. Oh, that's our that's, girl. That's my sister-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> Does Dude, it count? I, I have my mom. Yeah. 100% it counts. Anne Marin McKessick. Anne. Anne. Yeah. Mama Anne's in. Hey, Anne. Check out what she says. Hi, Karen and Blake. Wish we could hear you instead of the commercials. Oh, oh come Anne. on, Anne. That's what pays down. for the programming, <laughs> Anne. Anne, keep the sass down. Come on, Anne. Get it together. You know what's funny is I like that comment, and then I'm like, oh, dang. I'm like, that's, that's you know, right. I can't take it back now. They pay the bills. They keep the lights on. Christopher Sanchez, Sonali Meads here with us. We're going to break down some tickets. So it's 6.54. We have until 6.58. We're going to do a couple of things here. First of all, Carrie, I'm just going to throw it to you. Okay. Well, let's um, let's break down a chicken. It'll gov up, everybody. These are larges. I'm a medium. So. Blake's ready, man. Yeah, Blake's ready. So I'm going to let Blake drive the bus on this one. Why? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, this is what I think we should do. We have, there's three of us, but there's a fourth chicken. I think number four should be we time Blake. Right, we got the timer right here. Okay, great. I think, so we're going to walk Christopher through uh, how we break down the chicken we're about to eat. But then when we're done, let's see how fast Blake can do it. Because I think it's going to be like Superman You level. got the camera right on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Blakers, talk us through this. Um, I personally, this is, there's so many ways to do it. I like to start with the wings. We take it off. So, so the wings Flip are it around towards to yourself. The feet are far away. And the feet are away from you. Now always at the knuckle. Mm-hmm. Right at the knuckle. And then just pop it out. It should just pop out. If you did it right, it just kind of comes right it's out. It's like, yeah, the knuckle there, it's pretty loose at this joint. Yeah. And you know, Christopher, the first thing I noticed when I butchered these chickens the first time is they're dry. They're not wet. They're not sliding around. Well, the, skin is, the skin is thick, and it's it's tight, and yeah. it's strong. It's not, like, loose and beat it's up. It's really, and really great. It's is not, it weird to have 
cooks and chefs talk to you about how the skin on the chicken and how it's not dry. Oh, I, I mean, it. it's 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 people interesting because that. like people don't quite get that when you see a really good quality bird. Well, in the first the first rule of like getting like something crispy or get caramelized caramelization on something is to have it dry. Yeah. So if you have this water, nice, you're screwed. Yeah, water, you're done. Yes, you're gonna but get these dry birds, like look at that skin. All right, like, see if you can do anyway. that one. In okay. So then the you mid. start chine bone here, right down the middle. Just kind of make a little incision, and then you feel for that that breastplate there. Two minutes. And then work. I usually start with the left side, and then you find the wishbone here. It's on the back side. I'm gonna buy us another minute. I'm gonna talk to Don back at the studio. Don, thanks. And I just you work your knife, like picture this is like the carcass. You're just kind of working it down the side we're just, just riding the back the side of the blade not like not pushing just riding it not down. pushing and using the sharpness and the, the most important thing is here is to have a sharp sharp knife. knives always sharp yeah. knives. always sharp knives hey we don't don mess buy me a minute knives. back to the studio so yeah, we can break it 50 9 50 thanks right. brother i can talk faster oh you're good i can i can go uh you know auction we just want to make sure and then we, we just <laughs> work at the same side the other side part i mean that's the same side and then at this point i flip the bird around you've got the carcass pretty well splayed out and then you've got, you follow your wishbone down right here, and this is where you find the joint for your, uh, your drumsticks. And you just literally push down, pull back at yourself, and you've popped that joint. And then at this point, I take, I hold the thighs like this, and I pop them out of their socket. Just like, whoop. Yep, you feel it. And then you flip the bird over. You've got your drumsticks that are already disjointed. And then you follow this line right down here in the middle. You can even make a mark. You just grab that skin. I like that move. You make the little mark. And then you just pull, you hold the thigh and the breast kind of away. And you, again, you're just riding the, the, the flat edge of the knife. Don't forget the, the most tender piece of the bird, which is the, uh, what do the we call oyster. that? The oyster. Which I missed on that one. I got the oyster here. Look at mine. This is how you get the oyster That's out. And you That's what you want. Yep. This is, I, folks, this is so cool. I got to tell you. <laughs> right, I, so I love one this. One minute left. Blake, grab that full chicken, right? We got one minute left. Okay, go. Can you do it hey, under a minute? And go. Can somebody hit it? I'll mind? wait. I'll wait at like. Oh, you're going to. Okay, no, you're going to do it under seconds. a minute. We're radio. That's like forever. Okay, so we have 50 seconds till break. He's going. Okay, here he goes. He's, he's begun. How long is it going to take yeah, him? Full value on the moderneater.com. Watch us live. And here we go. Oh, my. Did you see that? <laughs> How many of these are you doing a day? Not many anymore. I used to do a lot, about eight, ten cases a week. Ooh, boy. Ooh, look at that move. And he's using gravity. Like, that's one thing that's really cool to see is, like, he's not, like, pushing. He's, like, pulling in gravity. Don't forget you have to debone the thighs. Like, you're not done yet. Like, I know. I don't want want a cheater who's part of our team or nothing. No, no cheating. So this has been 40, yeah, 35 40 seconds. He's already broken the system. Oh, look at that. Backside of the knife. He's using the backside of the knife. He's in. Oh, man. All right. Let's do. We're going to have beer on with us next. Blake Edmonds, Carrie Baird. We'll continue. Thanks. Well done, Blake. Well done.